0: This podcast features mortgage banker Cindy Vandever, NMLS 164102 at Stockton Mortgage, NMLS 8259, Equal Housing Lender. Views and opinions expressed are those of Ms. Vandiver and do not necessarily reflect those of Stockton Mortgage. Ms. Vandiver's information should not be considered to be legal or tax advice. I really love helping people with no down payment loans. When I was a single mom, I found out about the no down payment loan. And I was so excited because I was able to purchase my very first home all on my own um, as a USDA loan and be able to, to buy this beautiful home that my son and I and then later my um, when I remarried my husband and our, and our daughter all enjoyed. And that was so meaningful. And it's very meaningful for me to be able to help others to learn about these programs so that they can become a homeowner as well. I'm April Rooks with REMAX Center, your host for today. And I'm here with my wonderful co-host, Cindy Vandiver with Stockton Mortgage. And we are excited to talk with you about zero down payment loans. It is true. um, You can buy a home with no down payment. But before we get started, I want to share with you... um, just a little funny joke. Can I do that? Yes,
1: ma'am. Absolutely.
0: <laughs> this is a little corny, but it's a good one. What does an appraiser's wife say if she can't sleep? Honey, tell me about your day at work. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I told you it was corny.
1: <laughs> That's good But
0: probably very true
1: Very true, I'm sure <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, I was like, well, that could be an appraiser or maybe even an inspector But yeah Right Yes, um, anyway, uh, or read, read you could read an inspection report um, Anyway, so um, today we're talking about zero down payment loans And um, what that looks like and what ones are available So um, let's just kick it off Cindy, share with our listeners about the zero down payment loans
1: well, this is one of my absolute favorite loans, and I do a ton of them. I absolutely do a ton of them. Being in North Georgia area, there's a lot of areas that are eligible for the 100% financing with USDA. So you do have to be in, quote, a rural community, which there's are some areas that are really even close to Gainesville and Winder and out that way, So it's an out 400 towards Dawsonville, and um, the north end of Forsyth County as well is in a USDA area, so pretty much anything up north from there. Um, But these programs are amazing. Now, they're a little tricky. You have to be patient with your loan officer because you have to qualify from an eligibility factor on these loans. So, an eligibility factor means that we have to look at the entire household income, not just the person who's going on the loan. So, if you have an 18 year old who is working 20 hours at Kroger, we have to count that income in your household income. So, we have to get their documentation as well. And that poses a little bit of angst with the borrowers because they don't understand why their 18-year-old has to come up with W-2s and pay stubs when mom and dad are buying the house. But you have to qualify and prove to USDA that you're eligible to take advantage of that government program. So that's huge. So the income limits are actually derived by your household size. So it goes from one to four people and then from five to plus and the more people in your household, the higher the income limit is. so in White County, I think the income limit is like eighty three thousand dollars for a household of four, so that's a whole lot more income that you can use and do a hundred percent financing that far is far better than what some of the conventional loan programs will do, like home ready will do only three percent down, which is a low down payment, but they also cut down the income limit on those programs. So the USDA program
0: is a wonderful program for people who are just starting out. Yeah, that's wonderful that Mm -hmm. you're doing so many of those loans and helping so many individuals um, You know, be able to to qualify and be able to become a homeowner. I mean, that's a dream for so many people.
1: It is. It is. And um, it just warms my heart to be able—there's several people that we've been able to get into homes— And actually, they get like their earnest money back at closing. Right. Because the sellers will pay the closing cost. A lot of times, the realtors can negotiate that into the contract. So people really are getting into homes with no out-of-pocket
0: expense. Yes, I remember when I purchased my home, it was a foreclosure at the time. Mm -hmm. Uh, The bank actually was willing to help and cover some of the closing cost. And then, because I was low on cash, I rolled... Some of my closing was able to roll that on top of my loan, and so I got my closing yes. back. So I absolutely—it was literally zero money that came out of zero my pocket. Zero money down. Yep. And, and then, I, and then to include, yeah. I, the wonderful thing was I walked into a property and I had instant equity because of the the purchase price, mm-hmm. and then when I sold it last year, um, you know, made a profit from from the sale. So it definitely became an investment. For me, and um, and to be a single mom and to be in that pos- position for so many years, um, I mean it, it was so so wonderful. I'm so grateful for those programs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, one thing with the USDA loans
1: that people need to know is that you can't own other property. You only ha- it's just a one property kind of thing. Right? You know you you you're buying your primary house. You can't own any other property. You can't have a house down in um you know, Buford and then buy a house up in White County because you want a second home on that program. It's just for primary residences. Um, In some cases, you can have two USDA loans, but it's a little difficult because there's some really extenuating and tough guidelines that you got to meet to do that. So pretty much anybody that is looking for their primary residence, that's a wonderful program
0: to um, look into to see if you can qualify for it. Okay, well, that's that's wonderful. Um, I know that there's probably a lot of people out there thinking, wow, you know i'm I'm really would love to be a homeowner, and rent right now is uh just outrageous. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure that you've you've seen some of the numbers, yes, and so looking at the the cost of rent for an individual or for you know families that um they would be able to potentially purchase a home. For less than rent yes, for much less than mm-hmm. rent mm-hmm. and you know have a uh, a property that would be an investment for them and for you know their financial future you know real estate really
1: is the cornerstone of wealth building it really is absolutely and um, I, know, I know that the cost for a house versus rent usually especially right now with rates so very low I mean you can't I don't think they'll ever get any lower, but um, I never thought they'd get down where they are now. But it's really the cornerstone of building wealth because that's the way you build equity. And across as long as the charts are around, real estate appreciates in value. So you're always going to get equity. If you keep the property long enough, now you're going to have some dips, like we did in 2007, 2008, sure. where the market kind of eh, kind of stopped, and we went through that thing. Um, but it's it's appreciated so much since then.
0: Yes, absolutely. It's mm-hmm. there. There, and I don't know the the exact number off the top of my head, but they do say that people that are homeowners. Um, accumulate more wealth in their their lifetime than yes. non homeowners. Yes, they do. So, very... and I don't
1: know the number right off the top of my head either. But I mean, you you build that equity. You are you are investing your money into something that's going to grow. Um, when you are investing money into a rental, it's not it's just gone. You are helping build somebody else's wealth,
0: right? Mm-hmm. Uh, absolutely. So, I think that this is a a, a wonderful time for people that are interested in, you know, becoming a homeowner who want to get out of paying rent and actually have an investment um, and build towards their future. And so for those people that are thinking, well, well man, this sounds really great and I'm interested, what can mm-hmm. I do? What mm-hmm. what steps should I take and how, what can I do to be prepared for that? What, what advice would you give them? Well, the first step is to really know where your credit score is
1: because that's going to be a driving factor. And you, you're going to want to pull together all of your personal documents, your W-2s, your tax returns, because USDA requires tax returns, whether you're self-employed or not. So you're going to want to make sure you have the last two years' tax returns, the last two years' W-2s, pay stubs, and a two-year employment history.
0: Okay. Yeah. And then so what you want to do as well, if you're out there listening and you think, oh, well, I'm, you know, I'm interested in, um, you know, in the zero down payment loan, the USDA loan, and I'm getting my, you know, credits, I'm checking my credit score, I'm getting all of my documents together. Um, you, you first want to reach out to Cindy or a lender And get pre-qualified
1: Definitely And then
0: once you have Your pre-qualification letter And you know What your pre-qualification Amount will be mm-hmm. Because you certainly If you um, are approved For 200000 You don't want to be looking At $250,000 homes You want exactly. to know where, where you are And then um, And then you can talk To a realtor And we can help you In making sure That we find properties That are in the eligibility area For USDA loans Right and of course looking at what you need, what, what specifics that you're you know needing in in a home and um and, and start that search for you. Mm-hmm. But it really does start with um and that, I think that sometimes people kind of forget that and we get excited and we wanna, you know, right. we're like, Oh, I'm ready, I'm ready to, to find a house. But the first step is to is to get pre qualified. Yes, to get yes. pre qualified. Yes.
1: And what we like to do at Stockton Mortgage is we like to get all of those supporting income documents up front. Because a lot of people, they'll tell you what they make. They'll tell you what their overtime is. And that's it's a different calculation that we use in the mortgage industry because we have to use averages. Um, And then with COVID, we have to make those exceptions for any time of loss of work due to COVID, due to the shutdowns. So we really want to have those documents, and then we'll run it through the USDA automated underwriting system, and we can come back to the realtors and say, not only do I have a pre-qualification for you, but I have a pre-approval for you. And that makes the world a difference, especially when you're going in and negotiating a contract.
0: Mm. Yeah, y'all, that's good stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Cindy really rocks. She knows, she knows um, what to do. And I mean, you do such a great job helping other well, people. thank you. Thank um, you. So if you're listening and you say, hey, I want to find out more about becoming a homeowner, and I want to get pre-qualified. So this is time to give Cindy a call. Um, Cindy, tell them how they can get in touch with you. You guys
1: can call the office at 706-219-2500.
0: Let's give it to them one more time. What's that number? 706-219-2500. Awesome. Definitely reach out to Cindy because she will get you started on that journey and, um, and, uh, you know, to becoming a homeowner and to fulfilling maybe a dream that you've had and, um, and get you out of paying that pesky rent every month. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> um, and so as we do in every show, um, we have a time for our From the Heart moment. And this is a time where we talk about good things happening in our community and, um, and heartwarming stories. Um, so m- some of you that know me, May be aware that I'm the director and founder of a nonprofit called Amped Kids Foundation. That's A M P E D Kids Foundation. Um, amped, as in getting amped up, or you know, a guitar amplifier. Um, I'm a musician. Um, grew up. Singing in church and have been performing professionally for a number of years, and but from from that time of uh, performing, and I've also been teaching for a number of years, teaching vocal lessons and piano lessons, working with church groups, and um, and somewhere and everywhere in between, because just anything music, I love it. And so in 2018, I had this wonderful idea of starting a nonprofit where we could impact the lives of foster children by providing them music educational. Experience. Experiences, and we were able to, to you know bring that about through the North Georgia Community Foundation, um, being a fiscal sponsor of, of theirs, and um, and later getting our our own five hundred one c three. And so, what we focus on again is is teaching music lessons to foster kids, and. Um, providing band scholarships for middle school and high school students um, so that they can be able to have the opportunity and it not be a financial um, you know limitation for for the foster children to be able to be in their band program or go to band camp um, and we also offer some music therapy and other really unique musical experiences for kids and so what I want to share with you today is a, a, a story of recently from um, from one of our, our Students that we have that's um, at a group home here that's located in Cumming. Uh, this first of all, this group home has just been fantastic to work with. All of the young men there have loved the programs. Uh, we we took them uh, to a home studio tour, and they just loved it because they um, if, if one of them plays guitar, another one plays drums. And then, you know, I mean, they're, they're just, a lot of them are so musically inclined. So they have their own band right there. That's what I told them. I was like, you have the next like Backstreet Boys in sync. (laughs) (laughs) They looked at me cross-eyed like, who? Who? (laughs) (laughs) Um, But my goodness, they're, they're just so talented. And um, so we, but back in November, we Finally, we're able to do an event. Of course, this year, you know, being challenging and having in-person events, we were able to do a social-distanced. There's that word. There's
1: the word. Um,
0: event for for the um, for some of our foster kids, and we actually gave away seven instruments uh, to foster kids at this big day of music um, that we partnered with the John Gerard Foundation and the Junior League of um, Hall County, which are also also very very great community um, organizations, but. We had this um, this event, and we gave away these instruments, and we had a songwriting workshop where um, the, they were able to learn about, you know, where do I start? How do I write a song? Mm-hmm. And so that was a really, really cool time together. Um, we did it at Let There Be Rock School right on uh, Main Street and down just down the street from where we are now. Right, right. And, of course, if you've ever walked into the school, um, which they're a partner um, lesson location of ours, if you've ever walked in there, it's like a teenage boy's dream. It's... <laughs> Yeah, it's like walking into a teenage boy's room that's like a semi-rock star, right? right? Yeah, and so they they loved it and had the best time, and and seeing their faces light up and seeing them so happy um, is, is what, I mean, again, just encapsulates. That's what it's all about, yeah, right? Yeah, what what we're doing it for. Um, and so um, a moment from that that really made a difference to me, there was a, um, one of the young men that he was... Very confused because he was like, "Well, how do I get a guitar, and do I have to pay for it?" And I was like, "No, that's what that's what we do. Amp Kids is going to provide you with a free guitar and lessons, so you can begin lessons, so you can learn how to play." And he was kind of confused. And he was like, "Wow, cool, you know." <laughs> and but at the end of the at the end of the day, um, we were packing up, you know, my car and getting ready to leave, and the boys had already gone over to the van and, and were, you know, getting ready to to leave as well. He ran back over to me all of a sudden. He said, I just want to thank you again for the guitar. How and, sweet. And for all of this today. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. that it just, just made you melt, didn't it? It did. Yeah. It did. I mean, because, you know, sometimes we give to organizations, you mm-hmm. know, or we even volunteer our time for fundraising events or, you know, whatever that looks like. And, and that's good. And that feels good. But when you actually get to hear it from a child's own lips or, you know, and and, in their own words saying thank you and how grateful they are. It's everything. It's just everything. Yes.
1: I'm so glad that you do this because that is just so special. Because I know a lot of people who have had foster kids and foster parents do struggle. Yes. They really do.
0: And and the kids. I mean, the kids Mm -hmm. are coming from a place of trauma and often neglect. Exactly. um, And their own challenges. And, Mm -hmm. Music is such a powerful place of healing.
1: It is. It's
0: a space for them to be able to have an outlet to speak with their own words, and and actually uh, to add to that, one of the or a, uh, one of them, I don't know, it might have been multiple kids involved, but um, one of the, the the boys there at this same group home wrote a song, and they sent it to me um, so I could listen to it. I literally cried. Oh, I bet. Um, I mean, it's a rap song. I cried during a rap song, <laughs> but but to hear the lyrics and because yes. that was an outlet for him to speak what he was going through, mm-hmm. right? And um, so to to have that that healing, you know, place of an um, or. His, place of healing for them as an outlet for them is is really, really a big deal. It is for it all is of us. It is a big deal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so, thank you. But it, it's really, it's a God thing because it, it's really not from me. I just had this desire that I wanted to do more and I wanted to give more. And I think as I get older, I, I still enjoy performing, don't get me wrong, but right. I really love to be able to impart part. Things into our younger generations, and um, I've been in many places in my own life where I've dealt with my own hurt and had to deal with healing. And music was a very, very huge part of that. So to be able to help kids to also find that, because we, I want them to to live happy lives.
1: Yes, yes, and
0: to to get through what they're going through, um, and find healing and be able to then go on and and have a good life and you know and do things that they want to do and and live a life of purpose, which is, you know, we all want to do, right? Absolutely. Yeah. So um so that's from our from the heart moment today. Thank you for um for for (laughs) for um listening to that as um I went on with my mush, but um it's just so meaningful and we're so thankful for um for all of the people in our community that do great things. Um if you have a story you'd like to tell, we'd love to hear your story of people doing great things and being a good Human being in our community Because we need that
1: We do need that We need
0: that I think that we turn on our TV so much And we hear the opposite And there's a lot of division That's going on in our world today mm-hmm. So my goal And I, I think our goal With Cindy and I Is to be a uniting force To yes. come together To spread love to, to spread the good news Of what's going on Because there's where, where there is bad things And wrong going on in the world I think there's so much so more much love So much more good Yes
1: And yes. I think really With COVID and everything that's gone on, I think people are more, have maybe um, shifted their priorities a little bit, um, where they realize that family is so much more important that we may not have given credit to in the last few years, you know?
0: Absolutely. I think the whole, I think that whole thing has shifted a little bit. Definitely. Mm -hmm. I think this was a year, and I heard someone say this recently, that, you know, we say, um... You know, twenty twenty vision twenty twenty, right? Right. Well, this was a year of clarity. Twenty twenty was a year of clarity,
1: definitely. So I
0: think a lot of us are stepping into twenty twenty one with a mm-hmm. lot more clarity for our lives. And that's a good thing.
1: I, I, it is a very good thing. I know. I know that I have a lot more clarity this year than I did probably in two thousand and nineteen when we were going into twenty twenty.
0: Absolutely. You know, I definitely agree with that. And for me, um, I I will share that I started again. I I did this many years ago and kind of got away from it. But this year I started um, doing a gratitude journal again. Mm -hmm. I think that that's such a powerful piece for all of us because it's so easy to get trapped into the negative. You know, and, and, you know, and I'll say this because if any of my family's listening, um, they know this anyway. But we have a lot of negativity going on. I think a lot of families do. I mean, it's life, right? Um, and so it's easy sometimes to look at all the things that are going wrong or things aren't going the way we want them to go, right? So but by actually being intentional and choosing to sit down every day and write. In a gratitude journal of the wonderful things that I'm so grateful for today, whether that's good health for our family, for a job, um, you know, a car to drive. Right. I mean, what I mean, there's uh, the little things. So
1: many things. Yeah. So many things. I
0: think that's um, a a really powerful thing to do. So, hey, if you're listening, this is not real estate related, (laughs) Related. but keep a gratitude journal. Man, it'll just change your life. It does change your life. um, It
1: does change your life. And not only on, I got a, a journal. About three months ago, and started again. And I, I'm like the planner, you know, goofball that goes into Target and Walmart and have to stop to look and see to find a planner, right? Right. <laughs> so I found this planner, and it 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 um, puts your goal, your number one goal, at the top of every page that you have to write every single day. And then you list three things you're grateful for. And three things that you're excited for. Now, you can add more, but sure, you know, but that just doing that every morning and then at night it goes back and it and you look at it at your day and then you write something positive about the day. So, not only are you getting it in the morning, you're getting it in the evening too, and it's so powerful.
0: I love that. Mm -hmm. It is very powerful for our lives and, um, and, Adding to that, just that you know, to be thankful to have a home, a place to live. I mean, we've you know the things that we've seen this year, and of course the scarce with, um, the scare with the housing industry, right? right. And, and things, you know, gosh, I'm you know just so thankful for our home, and thankful for that security, thankful that you know they've put off rent and mortgages for people, and those things that they've we've been able to do this year yes. to help families and help people to stay in their homes. It is
1: it's very different than two
0: thousand and seven and eight. Yes, very
1: different right now,
0: very different. And that's something we absolutely have to be grateful for.
1: Yes, we do. Yeah.
0: Um, Well, so if you want to find out more about the show, you want to find out more about real estate tips, um, updates, you can follow me on Instagram and on Facebook, and uh, would love for you to connect with me there. Um, Next show is going to be a very good show. It's kind of a a little bit about what we're just talking about really. And that's going to be recovering from 2020. But more importantly, new beginnings. Let's look at some goals that we want to set for next year. Um, I certainly think that we have some life goals, but we also have real estate goals. So whether that's getting ready to prepare for purchasing a home your first as a first-time home buyer, or maybe you're wanting to start investing next year into rental properties. Um, whatever those goals might be, real estate wise, we're going to talk about that um, on our next show. So please join us. So we look forward to seeing you then. This podcast features mortgage banker Cindy Vandever, NMLS one six four one zero two at Stockton Mortgage, NMLS eight two five nine, Equal Housing Lender. Views and opinions expressed are those of Ms. Vandiver and do not necessarily reflect those of Stockton Mortgage. Ms. Vandiver's information should not be considered to be legal or tax advice.